Now's the time to kickstart your creativity and ignite your imagination. OrlandoAtPlay.com is your online resource for arts, culture, and entertainment in Central Florida. Visit OrlandoAtPlay.com today to find arts, science, history events, local sports, festivals, and so much more. Create. Play. Imagine. Do it all at OrlandoAtPlay.com. That's OrlandoAtPlay.com. OrlandoAtPlay.com is a program of United Arts of Central Florida. Hello, everyone. I'm Charles Edmund. Glad you could join us here as a lot of news and notes involving the SWAC movers and shakers around the Southwestern Athletic Conference. And one in particular when it comes to Alcorn Athletics, one of Alcorn's own is now athletics director at Alabama State. He was a Brave from Huntsville, Alabama, and now he is an Alabama State Hornet. Alcorn's own Dr. Jason Cable was named athletics director in Montgomery, and he will start August the 15th, and he's joining us here. Dr. Cable, congratulations. Job well done, well deserved. Yes, thank you, Charles. I tell you, it's been a long, uh, winding road to uh, the athletic director's chair. Um, I've enjoyed, I have enjoyed the journey, you know, in the process. So, from a from a basketball player at Alcorn, call him shooter, and now he's going <laughs> he's going to be knocking down some buckets in the in the uh, administrative realm as well. Worked as an assistant basketball coach, and obviously in the conference, he worked at Alcorn. Uh, compliance Jackson State helped bring in a lot of money in terms of bolstering the compliance offices there, then assistant commissioner and now athletics director. You truly, Dr. Cable, really moved up in the rung. You really didn't skip a step along the way. And, that, and how important is that? I mean, it's a step-by-step process to get to where you are right now. You didn't cheat it. You didn't skip a step. You took it step-by-step. Yeah, I think it's very important, Charles. I mean, you have to trust the process. Uh, you have to trust the journey uh, because if you skip steps, ultimately what, what will happen, you'll get a position that you're not ready for and, and then you're going to be challenged by stability. So I think my foundation is strong, uh, rooted in all corners, a student athlete, it gave me opportunity to coach. And my first job in administration was actually at all corners assistant uh, to the athletic director, which kind of kick-started me in administration. And so the foundation was built at Alcorn, was able to, to move around a little bit uh, during my career at, at different uh, places and then landed at the at the SWAC. And so, you know, the process, I, can, I cannot uh, say it enough. The process is key in terms of, of, of the holistic development uh, of the individual and being prepared to take the next step. Yeah, I had to think about it. You were at Alcorn on three separate journeys course as a player then on the sidelines you were an assistant men's coach to sam west then you worked uh, in administration under then athletics director darren hamilton and then you were brought back again obviously to uh work and bolster the compliance office so you really you really have done this thing piece by piece all the way from a player all the way from the bench all the way to administration there wasn't a skip stepped in between no, and and, and and like I said, you know, it, it's a process and, you know, there's been some bumps in the, in the roads. You know, there have been some disappointments, but just stayed on that path and really stayed focused. Um, family played a huge role in it. My parents um, just supported me 
Um, it's just, it's just been a, it's just been a good process for me, you know? And so I would just advise anyone, you know, if, if you have a goal, you know, just keep your head down and just push towards that goal. You know, don't try to skirt or get around anything that comes at you. Everything is predicated on continuous improvement. So during your times at Alcorn, as a player, as an assistant coach, as an assistant AD, uh, compliance, what are some of the things that you learned being an Alcornite? Obviously, you're an Alcornite true and blue, an Alcorn graduate. So what, what did you learn being in the purple and gold that helped, that's helped prepare you for where you are right now? I think as a player, uh, playing Coach Whitney was a phenomenal experience. I think from him, if I had to pick one lesson, uh, would be uh, to be consistently persistent. Uh, Coach Whitney uh, was an individual that uh, was repetitious. Um, he got to work regardless, of, even if we didn't practice. He got he got to work early in the morning. It lead to late at night. You know, there were things that he did every day. You know, and the way he ran the program was uh, sort of sort of like the military, um, so to speak. And so just that discipline and just being consistently persistent I got from uh, Coach Whitney during my time as an assistant coach with Coach West is being re resourceful. You know, he was able to um, didn't have a, a, a lot of resources, you know, just typical of HBCUs uh, then and today. Right. Just being uh, resourceful and finding innovative, innovative ways uh, to get the job done. And then under Darren Hamilton as an athletic director, he really kind of shaped me as relates to administration, making sure um, that you're professional, that you, you dot your I's and, and cross your T's, and um, just making sure that, you know, you answer emails within 24 hours, you have a plan of action within within uh, 48. And so those are the type of lessons that I've learned and I've carried uh, with me throughout my career. We're talking with uh, Alcorn's own and New Alabama State Athletic Director, Dr. Jason Cable, joining us here. I'm glad you can tune in and join us. And just you talked about that journey. And you you and I talk often. And, you know, one of your goals, obviously, was to be an athletics director. And you talked about the highs and you talked about the bumps in the road. Uh, but you obviously, and I don't know if you, you know, want to talk about this or not, but you were actually a finalist at Grambling several years ago. And you were really disappointed you didn't get that gig. And as a Gramlinite myself, I would have loved to see you in that job at that time. But that was one of the disappointments that you were talking about. What did you learn coming out of that? I mean, you were right there. You were a finalist. You know, you, you, you showed me the plans and the, the vision that you had at that time for Grambling Athletics. It obviously didn't work out. But what did you learn coming out of that experience? I think you, you just learned um, to be, be better prepared. You know, there was something that happened throughout that process that led to me not getting the job. You know, I don't know exactly what that something was, um, but um, just try to take from that experience and just fine tune yourself and continue to get better. And so it's always a disappointment when you apply for a job and you don't get it. But I, I look at it as a growth opportunity as well. So I just kind of dissected everything I did to prepare for before for that interview. And I think it made me better um, as I prepare for Alabama State. And then working at Alcorn and Compliance and in Jackson State, how much money, and I know you, you wrote grants while you were here and at Jackson State to help bolster the compliance and, and the compliance offices there. So how much money did you, for people who might not know, you were able to, through the NCAA grant program, was able to bring in 
if I'm not mistaken, and correct me if I'm wrong, I'm sure you probably will, probably 2 or $3 million between Alcorn and Jackson State to help bolster those units. Talk about that. Yeah, so it's an accelerated academic success grant program that NCAA put in place. I think it was around 2011, 2012. And so uh, at Alcorn, I was a principal investigator on that grant. We got the a full amount, which was 900000 over a three-year period. Um, also, during my time at Jackson State, there was a state grant that we were able to secure uh, for $1.2 million, and that went towards renovating and developing the safe center on campus. So those were some of the big-ticket items I was able to accomplish uh, while all for. You were able to, to bolster and help two different athletic departments in the Southwestern Athletic Conference, Jackson State, at Alcorn. Of course, you're the head man now at, at, at Bama State. How does that feel knowing that, you know, you help really develop those programs? Of course, you're alma mater, but then Jackson State as well. Well, I think uh, it just goes to um, kind of the type of person I am. Uh, kind of speaks to my core values. You know, I believe in having a positive impact and helping people. And so in each of those times in those programs career, um, there was a challenge with academic performance. There was a challenge with APR. And the, the biggest impact I, I could have had at that time at both of those institutions was to help increase um, academic performance and then, you know, obviously increase academic performance, you increase the academic uh, progress rate. And so that was the focal point. And to do that, you have to have resources. And so that goes back to my training at Alcorn, right, being consistently persistent, you know, being resourceful and innovative and dotting my T's and crossing my I's. I know I said that backward, Charles. Right? <laughs> You're good. <laughs> right. So from that foundation, you know, you have to seek ways, you know, to bring in resources to the institution. And so wanting to have impact, identifying monies that could be brought in to, to fix the problem or, um, to enhance the student-athlete experience, you know, I was truly motivated and, and truly blessed to have had that opportunity to do so. And with, and with what we're dealing with right now with COVID-19, the economy and the NCAA, they're, they're coming out with some guidance. They want to step back on some of this guidance and, and directives. They want to leave it up to the conferences and leave it up to the institutions. Uh, are those resources, is there more of those resources available for schools now or has that been uh, reduced a little bit due to the lack or lessened uh, economics due to, you know, due to smaller crowds and, and all that? Is, is, is the money still flowing through the NCAA coffers like it once was? There was a significant step down um, as a result of the pandemic, um, particularly in 1920. In 2021, uh, the NCAA, uh, it was almost at 100% in terms of what they distributed to the membership. So it kind of looked like the pre-COVID in, environment. Uh, depending on, you know, the way that we trend, um, we being the, the, the nation uh, with cases and the variant, it could be a step back similar to 1920. We hope that's not so with the vaccine being available. But to, 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 to answer your, your question in sum, Yes, the NCAA will take a step back in terms of distribution if there's an increase in uh, COVID-19 and, and the trend um, is in a negative direction. Of course, we'll be following that as we go along with football season rapidly approaching. We're talking with Dr. Jason Cable, newly appointed 
Athletics Director at Alabama State University, Allcorn's own Dr. Jason Cable. Nice ring to it, of course. All right, so now you, you talked about your step up, and then you get the call from Dr. Charles McClellan to become the Assistant Commissioner. Talk about that experience, what you learned coming out of that with all the pieces that you had for your puzzle that you put together, two stints at Allcorn at Jackson State, uh, three stints at Allcorn at Jackson State, and just, you know, building your portfolio. What did you learn as assistant commissioner of a major conference? Well, I guess uh, that's a long list. You know, it's kind of like how much time you got. (laughs) 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 But but if I could could kind of provide a summary, you know, it's very rare. You know, you, you get to work for someone and with someone that, you not only not only respect as a boss, um, but as a mentor and as a man. And so the things I learned through Charles at the conference office uh, far surpasses um, just being a, an employee or the senior associate commissioner. And so the values um, that he has and the core values that he has it, it kind of bled over to the success he's had in the um, in the conference. You know, that experience to me was invaluable. And so when you look at coming to a conference that, you know, was uh, challenged significantly financially, right, and being able to have an abundance of sponsorships or change the narrative and change the brand of the conference, there are a number of lessons um, that were learned throughout that experience. So put on your, I know you're in the AD's hat now, but put that hat aside for a second and, and talk about your assistant commissioner's role. Cause you're there obviously until, until you take over in the middle of, of, of this month, but just, just talk about that. I mean, the financial piece, when I do remember when Dr. McClellan took over things, uh, things were tight, but how, how are they looking now for those who are fans of the swag and the new digs, the new building, the new facility, and just all the different deals that, that were negotiated and, you know, the private jet company, uh, the crystal service in terms of how the trophies and plaques and, and all that stuff is looked. Just talk about, you know, where the conference is right now in terms of its financial footing. Yeah, we're, we're solid. Uh, we're trending upward. Um, we're in a space um, to where obviously we wouldn't consider ourselves wealthy. Right. But we're in, we're in a, we're in a comfortable space. Um, we're in accelerated space, right. In terms of um, not demanding, but attracting uh, partnerships, attracting sponsorships. And that's the commissioner's vision. He wants the SWAC to be the top conference, not not necessarily only FCS conference, right, but the top conference um, in Division One. And I think we're trending, trending in that direction. So now you're at Alabama State. Talk about the gig, talk about the job. When you talk about, when you talk to people about Bama State, the great facilities, I mean, all across the board, Hornet Stadium, you know, fairly new. You got the Acadome, even though that's, you know, it's, it's got some years on it, but you can't tell. Baseball stadium, great. Uh, softball complex, great. The softball tournament was there. You know, when you talk to people who follow this conference and they talk about Bama State, just the shiny toys, the shiny facilities, the great facilities, talk about getting this gig at Bama State and what it means to you and, and, and your vision. I mean, it was it was a it was an opportunity that you know I, I could not let pass up. You mentioned the facilities, even the student athlete academic performance. Seventy three percent of their student athletes have a three point 
uh, old or better. And as you mentioned, the success they've had on the field of play with uh, the last five years, I think they've, they've won uh, four commissioner's cups in the last five years. So you look at the success uh, on the field. So, I mean, it, it's, it's one of those things where you get in, um, you don't want to mess up anything that's going on, right? You only want to enhance uh, the programs. And I think that um, Alabama State has positioned itself um, to be one of those top programs, not only in the SWAC, but in the nation as it relates to FCS. I, I was talking with somebody, I believe, and I don't know if this was put in, in print or not, but Alabama State in terms of the SWAC might be the program of the decade because I can, I think in the 90s, uh, in the 10s, it, it, they won like 70 championships from 2010 to 2020, I believe. They had, well, almost 70 championships in, in, in sports during that decade. So you take over a program that's, that's had a great deal of success. Oh, absolutely. And I think 43 of those championships came in the last five years. So you may be correct um, with those numbers. And so, as I mentioned before, it's just a great opportunity, a great opportunity to have impact. You know, where do we go from here? You know, we, we've been pretty successful in the swag. Can we, can we get in that regional or national uh, conversation? I think that's the next step. You know, one of the things that, is going to be a strong focus is making sure that we can support football and, and men's basketball in a fashion to where they can um, get in the winning, um, back in the winning tradition, you know, that they were once, once had. So I think that's the challenge. And I think, you know, we are on track. Um, and, and I say we in Alabama state, we are on track to be a trendsetter, you know, there's some, some tweaks that have to be made. Obviously, I got to get boots on the ground to uh, develop a feasible uh, plan. But as you mentioned before, we are, we're on track to be one of those programs uh, that's definitely a model uh, for for like institutions. And what you talked about, just not messing it up. You know, typically, you know, as a leader, and you see this in all facets of of, of business, private sector, public you know, a situation where a leader comes in and they want to put their footprint or their stamp on things and things kind of go sideways where they may have been going well. Now, if things weren't going well, they're brought in, obviously trying to fix it and turn it in the right direction. But you take over a program that has been very, very, very successful in most sports. Football here, you know, this past season, Dr. Ely put a, a good product out there, beat Jackson State. And obviously, you know, for football, that that's where it starts and that's where it stops financially. So you, you inherit a program now with Bama State football in a good place and a good facility, solid program during the course of the spring. How do you how do you see that situation? I, I see it getting better. I think Coach Coach Ely um, has done a great job with the program in terms of getting his guys in. I think he's in a place now where he's within striking distance of the championship. So I like our odds uh, in football this year and men's basketball with Mo Williams. You know, entering his second year significant improvement from the beginning of the season uh, to finishing the season for his program last year. We're talking with uh, Dr. Jason Cable, Alcorn's own Dr. Jason Cable, now the new athletics director at, at Alabama State. So, so Dr. Cable, take me inside, and you're, you're from Huntsville, Alabama, so you know all about Alabama A&M and Bama State. I just keep hearing this, this rivalry, Bama State and A&M. You talk to Bulldog fans, they say it's all about the Magic City. 
you talk to Hornet fans, they say it's all about the Magic City. I'm like, what about these other games? They say it's all about <laughs> it's all about the Magic City. That's all they can talk about. You know, just kind of give us a sense of of that rivalry because obviously now being a Hornet, uh, that's all that people are going to be talking about in Montgomery. Yeah, you know, I used to tell folks when I came to college, um, I, I would talk about the Magic City Classic, and they, you know, and you know they would just say, you know, Magic City Classic, you know, they would kind of talk about Jackson State versus Alcorn, which at that time was the Capital City Classic, right? And I was just trying to tell them, look, this is a big deal. <laughs> and so, the point is, I've been associated or you know been to or around the Magic City Classic ever since I can remember, you know, growing up in Huntsville. And so that is the state championship as it relates to HBCUs in the state of Alabama. So that is a huge deal. It's not a big deal. It's a huge deal. So I'm aware of that, you know, and, and I think that um, we're foul, we're farewell in my tenure in the uh, Magic City Classic. And you take over a program in the first year of the SWAC expansion with uh, Bethune and Florida A&M coming into the conference both on your side of it, on the eastern side. How exciting is that? Because I didn't know, I didn't know, Dr. Cable, that uh, Tallahassee is only four hours from Montgomery. I didn't know that till probably six months ago. I didn't realize they were so close. That's a that's kind of a built-in rivalry within itself. Absolutely. I think that's a rivalry that's going to emerge over the next couple of years, even on our visit to FAMU, welcoming them into the SWAC. There was a lot of mention of playing Alabama State and how that game was very significant given the close proximity. So I think uh, that's a rival in the next two or three years you will see emerge in a conference. Yeah, I think that, uh, that's a, a kind of a, a sneaky, quiet rivalry there, Alabama right. State and uh, Florida A&M. Well, Dr. Cable, uh, your, your start date's coming up here in the next uh, week and change. So what are some of the first things you're going to do once you hit the ground there? I think the first thing that any leader has to do when they get boots on the ground is to listen and learn, meet with people. And so I will be doing a lot of that, you know, within the first 30, 60, 90 days, uh, along with, you know, starting our football season. So we have the Labor Day Classic against Miles on Labor Day weekend, right? So it will be a busy time, but a fun time. Uh, I just look forward to to getting there and uh, getting started. You're from Huntsville, as we mentioned just, just how big is uh, athletics there when you talk about SWAC, Huntsville, Montgomery? So you're on both sides of it from Huntsville, now working in Montgomery, 180 miles from, from where, you, where you were born and raised. How special is that for you? Oh, it's great. I mean, I, I get to stay in state, Birmingham now. Uh, so probably around two and a half hours from Huntsville, I believe. And so being able to go up in. And, and visit my family, and then also just being in the environment where you had a Mag- Magic City Classic. I think the Hornet fans um, are some of the greatest fans of the nation. I tell you, I've probably talked to a hundred different Hornets um, <laughs> so taking the job. You know, some I knew, some I did not know. They've called the office phone. Yeah. And so the, the welcoming has been overwhelming, you know, and I'm just so excited to be a part of Hornet Nation and lead a program, uh, as you mentioned before, that's been so successful that's really at the height of the conference and just look forward to taking them to the next level. Yeah, of course, you're, you're a basketball guy, play basketball. You talked about Mo Williams and then, of course, uh, Frida Jackson. This I thought this past season may have been the best team that she's, in my opinion, with these four eyes, maybe one of the best teams that she's ever had there at Alabama State. 
you know, I agree. I agree with you, Charles. Um, I think she probably was two or three uh, possessions away from winning the, both the regular season and uh, tournament championships. So I think the majority of the team is coming back. Um, and so we look to have a, a productive year. I know she's excited about it. I've had an opportunity uh, to talk to her. So I, I kind of told her she was two or three uh, possessions away. And she said, Jason, don't even mention it. So, <laughs> we're, we're looking forward uh, looking forward to the season. And uh, I think that, you know, our chances are, are as good as any of, of winning a regular season and or uh, tournament championship this year. And, of course, in the spring, baseball unfortunately had some uh, some COVID issues there with the baseball team kind of shortened their stint in the tournament. And then softball, of course, did did, did their thing. So you're you, you really walking into a, a, a good situation. And as you said, you just – you're walking into a good deal, and you're going to listen. You're going to learn, and just want to, as they say, keep the truck in the middle of the road. Maybe go a little faster down the road, change the tires a little bit, and maybe make it even more efficient. Right, right, right. So that's that's what I'm looking forward to doing, and just really uh, working with the coaches. You know, I, I love being in that environment, um, in the academic environment, higher education environment. So being able to to work with coaches every day, you know, sometimes it's a headache, but I take those good times. Um, over the headache any day. Well, you go from kind of riding the car to have the keys to the car. When you have the keys to the car, you start it whenever you want, you can go wherever you want. And Alabama State's program definitely uh, going in in the right direction. Coach, what's uh, what's the one the one big thing coming out of this that you, you like people to know in terms of your development and where you started playing basketball at Alcorn, hitting shots from the parking lot, and Coach Whitney calling a timeout because <laughs> because you, you you had a heat check, and we can share that story. By the way, Jason Cable as a player, uh, who were playing was it Texas Southern? Was it? Yeah, at Texas. Home? It's Texas Southern. I mean, he hit the first four threes he shot from the parking lot. Then he shot an air ball. Then he missed another shot, and Coach Whitney called a timeout. Told him, told him run offense. I mean, because of course it's a heat check. We all know you were red hot. and You want to stay hot. But he kept it tempered. He said, "Hey, time time to get back to business." Yeah, yeah. yeah that's right. I, I don't remember that the shot being there. <laughs> I think it. I think I, I think it was, or it may have been. Uh, may, may have been. I think it was. I thought it may have went in and out. It's better than mine. But I just, you know, I can't say it enough. I mean, I enjoyed the journey, the process. You know, it was important. I, I think that Alcorn was a family environment. Uh, I just think about people that, that were just so influential in my development. Uh, so playing for Coach Whitney, working for Coach West. Coach West's assistant coach, you know, he was like an uncle to me, you know. And then when you're on campus, you're not only coached by the coaches that coach you. You know, Coach Thomas coached me, Coach Shirley Walker, Coach Lonnie Walker, Coach Rat McGowan, you know, Coach Castle was the AD. AD at the time. So you had all those individuals that kind of created a family environment and they would not let you fail. You know, they they, they, they tapped you on the back when you were doing good, but then they let you know when you wasn't doing so good as well. So they were concerned about you. And so that environment, I think, kind of kept me centered and allowed me to develop, you know, even going into uh, coaching and administration at Alcorn really kind of kick-started my career. So I'm indebted to Alcorn for those experiences. Uh, and I just tell anybody, you know, just continue to stay focused, stay consistently persistent, be professional, and don't get discouraged. And that's kind of where we are right now. And with the way things are going, things are kind of going sideways. But stay focused and 
do the right things and things will definitely work themselves out like they did with Alcorn's own Dr. Jason Cable, now athletics director at Alabama State. Dr. Cable, we appreciate your time, man. Best of luck, and uh, we'll be talking again soon. Okay. Thank you, Charles. Get moving with the Planet Fitness Black Card for zero enrollment, $22.99 a month, and check out all the perks, like access to over 2,000 locations, bring a guest anytime, plus massage chairs and so much more with tons of space in our super clean clubs. Your fitness is essential. Get all the perks of the PF Black Card for zero enrollment and $22.99 a month. Get all the perks for no enrollment fee with no commitment. Hurry, offer ends August 11th. Commitment may apply. See club for details. The heat is on. That means the highest power bills of the year are on the way. It's time to smile when you see your power bill. I smile because I save 300 bucks a month on my power bill. I smile because I'm saving my environment with a sustainable power choice. We, we smile, smile because, because we, we chose Solar Source. Don't let another summer power bill pass you by. Get your free savings estimate today from Solar Source with next day appointments available. Visit SolarSource.com. Now, when it comes to power, trust the source. Solar Source.